All right, hello. How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Policy Genius. The geniuses over there at Policy Genius. The geniuses of policy. Geniuses of policy. So, hope you guys have a fantastic day. We have some stuff that is going to be happening in the southern portion of the country to kick this thing. Well, not really to kick it off. We've got a couple things. I guess Tardio has has a video that's around 13-ish minutes long. I I haven't seen it yet. He didn't want me to watch it until I got to see it with you guys live because it's of my favorite guy over there inside of Russia who is always doing... Um, crazy Russian things. And I say crazy Russian things because it is crazy Russian things. Oh, legitimately. He's, he's lit today, bro. I, I, I he's lit today. I'm going to say, is he, he's probably going to say he's going to kill us with nukes, hunting down Americans or I don't, I don't really know. Oh, was, oh no, that's like the, the net, like the first video I'm going to show you is like a little bit shorter and it's like, I don't know, like two or three minutes long. Is it of that? Dude, it's up. So yesterday I saw a video and I almost put it on the show, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But it was a bu- of a bunch of Russian women that are standing around. It's clearly a Russian propagandist video. It's a bunch of Russian women that are like, look, we're tired of everything that's going on in the war in Ukraine. Now we need to bring this stuff to American soil. We need to bring this to Germany. Oh we don't need to stop anywhere. And so what I'm seeing now in the Russian media is a lot of, a lot of, and I mean a lot of talk about them being like, screw this. We're taking this to the States. We're taking it to Europe. We're taking it to, Ger-. like, they hate Actually, the Germans. I, I think I brought that up yesterday about the fact that they were trying to hit us on multiple fronts. Yeah. scare the American people that we're going to be coming to and hitting you guys at your bases all over the world. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if it does, it's, it's, I mean, we could probably not going to be a good thing for them. I mean, if we want, we give them a taste of that, like little three minute video. Then we go into like what's on the front line and then you we'll want to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you want, you want to taste? Yeah. Let's taste it. You guys you want, want to taste, taste some stuff? You want to taste Tardio this morning at three in the morning? Let's go. Uh, taste of Tardio. Here taste we go, baby. All right. So he goes off and he's going to be talking about here at the beginning. My guy, Mr. Slovianov. This is the worst. This is worse than the propagandist. Not one of them went to the front lines. What are they asserting here at its core? Ascertaining at its core, the Ukrainian people do not want to go and die for the government and the Satanist and the Nazis. They don't want to. But our cause is righteous. That's why our men are voluntarily going in. Knowing what is at stake, they're going to defend their motherland with their faith and the future of our descendants. <laughs> Go ahead and pause it, please. Right there. <laughs> okay, just pause it and back it up. They're going in. Oh, I'm just going to throw this out there. He says they're going in at their uh, <laughs> voluntarily, voluntarily being told they're going in. With voluntarily a, being conscripted. Conscripted <laughs> with a gun to the back of their head. You will go to the front line. Uh, and if your you ass got drafted <laughs> and you're going to go voluntarily. Yeah, they're going voluntarily <laughs> because the Russian government's telling them, you are go. go. Yeah. Going now. This is the yeah. best part. Hey, look, if you don't do this and you try to run, we're going to yeah. shoot you. So, yeah. hey, but you're voluntarily here on the front line because of the mother. Yeah. Mother and just Russia. like the Burt Kreischer skit of like yeah, the machine. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, no, bro, haven't. you're so missing out. You know who Burt Kreischer is? No, I don't. Actually. He's like the fat comedian that always takes his shirt off. No. But he, he goes Saying off. Saying a fat comedian is like they're almost all fat. Because it makes it This funnier. guy makes it known he's fat because he takes his shirt off when he starts telling this crazy-ass story. Okay, well, you know who was the, who was the best fat comedian ever? And people are going to say we're fat-phobic, or I'm not. Because that's goofy as shit. Is, uh... Are you thinking about the dude from Tommy Boy? Oh, my God, yeah. Why can't I remember his name right now? I literally... I don't remember under- his name. I know who you're talking Chris about. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Chris yeah, Farley. He's good, man. Chris Farley was the best. It wasn't just Tommy Boy. It was Black no. Sheep. Have you seen Black Sheep? Oh, that well? was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when he's in the cabin. In the cabin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
But like when the door falls off, he's like, Richard, Richard. what did you do? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, nah, it's an awesome movie, man. Anyway, I was right of it. Anyways. Go ahead, kick it back off. I just want to see this. Well, what I want to tell you is about like that Burt Kreischer skit is he like, he goes and he's in like this little Russian like uh, class in college and then they got to go overseas. And he's actually the dude, if I remember right, he is the dude that they base the national or the, uh, what's that? What's that movie about the guy that just stays in college forever? I have no and like idea. parties his butt off. I sincerely have Hilarious. no idea. Hilarious. I, I forget, but that's Burt Kreischer is the dude that they like designed those movie that that movie and stuff around. Anyways, so he tells a story about like him going into Russia and like he makes friends with the Russian mob because he goes in in the nineties and like they have these like banditti or like the Russian gangsters that are supposed to be like his protectors while they get there. And so it's his like st- his teacher that's like telling him like, listen, these are the banditti. They're here to like protect you and like to keep you safe. But that's it. Stay away from them. They're in the mob. And Bert's like, all I could think about in the back of my head was, I want to be friends with those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so he goes up and he like knocks on the door. And he's like, and he's like, e- this guy, Igor, answers the door. Then I go inside and I meet his friends, Igor, Igor, and Igor. And like everybody's named Igor, which is hilarious. But yeah, look at the video. Go this ahead, guy, Igor. This guy, this yeah. guy's name is Igor, right? That's what it made me think of. I'm yeah. sorry. We got to get back to the video, though. <laughs> like, my bad. Go ahead, Igor. We need to have clear goals and tasks. What do we want? Igor's mad. Demilitarization, denazifying of Ukraine. Are we taking Kiev or what? (laughs) Can we tell our soldiers where our flag should hang? Can we define a clear goal that everyone understands at the minimum in Berlin? Vladimir, I'd want it in Washington. It's time to give clear assessments. What is this? The deliveries of cluster munitions won't impact the outcome of the special military operation. Yes, they won't, but they'll increase our losses. They won't impact them, but it'll increase our losses. During the last program, you correctly said that 25,000 Russians send donations to the Ukrainian army. What is this? What the heck is this? What is going on? Considering that 25,000 people are officially... Sending donations to the Ukrainian army. You said that the first time ever. We are waging war without reparations. Reparations means unjust punishment. But in the conditions of war, we have declared. You mean the war that was declared against us? Oh, yes. Go ahead and pause it there. I just want everybody to know I definitely said that word incorrectly, and I didn't want to backtrack. Which one? Um, I think it says repressions. Repressions, I, not reparations. I know I said that. Yeah. I know I, I said that incorrectly, yeah, 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 but yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to pause it because we was rolling. This this guy, I, I would like to know what war was declared upon them. Could anybody give me that uh, that uh, factual statement or no? Okay, so his POV. The reason he's seeing that is his POV is because they originally went into Crimea and then they went to the Donbass region. And now, because they did that, this war is being declared on them because Ukraine's been like beating the hell out of them. That's no, probably that's, that's not the case, though. That's probably what he's talking about. Well, yeah, no, that's clearly them taking sovereign territory of another nation. That's what that is. But when you spin it into the Russian propaganda standpoint, it's they declared war on us. They started attacking us. Like, nah, bro, you invaded another country. Like, that's you. You don't even have to declare war. You invaded another country. Declared or not, you did it. <laughs> 
As a matter of fact, they tried to hide it when they first did it. Can, can we all can we all just look at some? These guys always look like they're a part of the Russian mob. Yeah, fact. Every single time is the guy with the glasses. Is he on this? Is he on this episode? Uh, no, I don't think. I so. didn't. I didn't. You know the one I'm talking about. He's always wearing yeah, yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah. Is that like the blue glasses. Yeah, yeah. Now here's my favorite part about what this dude said. He said that they don't have any clear goals. Like, yeah. what is a clear he goal? And that's, thing of, give, give us our goals. Yeah, give us a real goal. Like, give us the goals. Like, what the heck are we doing? Are we supposed to go to Kiev? No, we had to go to Washington, Berlin. Berlin. And Washington. Okay. That's where our flag needs hung. So he's way out there. You know what I'm saying? But he's actually kind of right on. Like, what is victory for Russia? If they want, like, we know what victory for Ukraine looks like. Victory for Ukraine looks like kicking Russia out of all of their territory, including Crimea. Yeah, no, I mean, I but what's victory for Russia? What's I, their freaking end state? No, what's let's their see goal? What he, he's got to at least say it, correct? Is he, is he, he did say it. He wants their flag and no, Oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about our, our guy Slovenov. He's going to say it. Do we, we go ahead and play this again right here? Right, is, this, is this where it started? Yes, he's talking about they declared war against us. That's what I said. There was an extra letter. You said it was declared. Ah, pardon. The war was the West declared against us. Hmm, if we already know it will come to this. What are we waiting for? They aren't going to back down. It will come to this anyway. They will force us to the only option to direct threat against the United States of America. If we aren't ready for this, we should prepare for another scenario. If we weren't ready, we shouldn't have started it. So far, it doesn't look like we're ready. Americans are doing whatever they want. Americans certainly do not do whatever they want. Their summit for democracy has failed. The tactics toward India have failed. Their work in Latin and South America has failed. All of their plans in Africa have failed. So far, they aren't doing what they want. With great hopes, myself and others are waiting for our offensive. We shouldn't be waiting for it. He says, why not? It should come suddenly. Okay, we're waiting for sudden counteroffensive. That's, that's exactly what they're... Okay. For a very long time, we have been waiting and waiting for our sudden offensive. This is the only thing that can contain them. As I understand, there should be a daunting blow like in boxing. There are no more rules. Actually, there's a lot of rules in boxing, just so he knows. You knock them out, then finish them off by kicking. That's literally like the last thing you can do in boxing is knock somebody out and then kick them while they're on the ground. Yeah, no, you can't do what that. What in the world? We are waging, waging wars by rules. Are we idiots or what? Yes, I agree 100%. You are an absolute idiot. This is fantastic. They're this morons. Like, this is a good little, good, little, good little segment to kick this thing off. I'm all nice and hot and bothered. Got my English breakfast tea. They're absolute yeah. morons, man. They, I'm like, ready for this day. You can't just go declare... like. You can't just invade another nation and expect zero repercussions, uh, hey. uh, like zero response. But they ramp it up even further, saying, like, this guy, like, taking Kiev isn't good enough for him. He wants to go to Berlin, and he wants to go to the U.S. And That's fine. Guys. Go, well, go ahead and come over here. We'd, we'd love it. Yeah, by all means, please do. Actually, when I was watching this video this morning, I was actually thinking, like, Lord, please let that happen. Let Lord, Russia Lord invade the U.S. Do it. I will be a militant actually, commander. They, it's not, going to be Dude, great. they're never going to get past... What are we talking about? They can't even get past the Dnieper River, for God's sakes. Yeah. Well, I so think what they're just, like neglecting is if they did come to the United States, like the amount of militias that actually exist in the, like actual militias that exist in this country that are not controlled by the government will not be bound by their freaking by by any Geneva Convention, rules war, like whatever you want to call it, whatever's gonna be thrown out. Like they're not gonna play that game. Like these dudes are gonna get schwack like it's nobody's business. I think I have a I was just, I was trying to I think I may have a better gun than anybody in the Russian military just sitting right here. Oh, guns like these ones? 
I mean, I mean, I mean, oh, did you see the one that, yeah, <laughs> you're about to what I said to you? Did you watch that video? Uh, Tell me you watched that video all the way through. I feel like I put it on here. No, I don't see it. That's that's actually oh, a pretty funny man. video. We got to show you guys some pretty funny. It's it's just good. No, I'm not kidding. I think I probably do have a better gun than in most of it. I'm actually, you want me to grab it? Look. I'm pretty positive. That, the one that's just, this is just randomly sitting here in my house, and I'm fairly confident that this is probably better than anything the Russian military has on right the now. front line. On the front line. Yeah. You don't think so? Yeah, a hundred percent. This is this thing's a pretty. This yeah. thing's a beast. It's actually probably a better firearm that's being issued to the United States. Probably might be. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe the lower. No, I've I've had uh, this. I've had this discussion multiple times. People think that like a military grade weapon is a really good thing. Civilian weapons actually are better. And I was like, look, if you're gonna have a two A debate here in the United States, you got to understand that like. Most civilian ARs are better than what's issued to the military. The difference is the fun switch, but the barrels, the accuracy, uh, the precision that goes into it, yeah. the longevity of the bolts, the freaking maintenance, like everything is just better all around. The trigger on that is probably better. What is that, a Timney trigger on there? It's nice. It's actually, it's, it's probably not the caliber you probably think it is, but it's just for pigs. It's a really good pig, 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 and coyote rifle. But, I mean, I guess I mean, it could be used for just about anything, but it is pretty clean. Check it out. What do you think? You don't like it? 6.8. Yeah. No, that's a nice. Tr I told you. That's I was nice. like, that's a nice trigger. That's a nice trigger. Yeah, listen to the AA. You feel it? Yeah, that's, that's a good, good trigger. Yeah, that's good. It's not bad. Not that we can promote, you know. No, we're not promoting any type of trigger yeah. judger. But randomly, yeah. it's what I'm saying is we have. It is a little heavy because of what's on top, but this is not something I'm just running around on the streets with. No, actually, I'm not running around the streets. But with if anything. it was, you'd still do a really. Well, I do a pretty good job. It. Yeah. Oh. All right. Anyway, so if we are to get back to what's happening on the uh, front lines in Ukraine today. If we go back over there. Oh, people in the comments that aren't from America are like, what the world? You know, a lot of our audience is not from America. So like, yeah, no, dude, we had some I Russian. I, I actually responded singing? to a Ukrainian dude's comment the other day. You, you know, um, we, we, could, we could have a funny little segment here. You guys ready for this, actually? You know what? Welcome to Robert's house and random things. You want, you want me to, I'm going to bring out some more stuff. And she be like, oh, this was also sitting in this room that's just randomly sitting here. Get after it. You excited? Because this this will be a, I bet you this will be the most entertaining piece of Tardios. You keep doing your thing. <laughs> keep doing your thing. I, I don't even know what screen we have pulled up right now. I'm just gonna jump up. Oh, we're on the main. Okay, good. So Rob's in the back room. Uh, while he's doing that, just so you guys know what we have coming up is a frontline report uh, on Ukrainian forces push towards uh, Tokmok. And this thing came out of Euromaid and it was done by uh, the guy um, that goes by reporting from Ukraine. All right, so that's the dude that actually ended up doing this. And I think a lot of the information on this article is really, really reliable um, on some of the stuff that's coming out. Oh, dear God. This is, this, this is, this was another thing that was just randomly sitting in here. This is, this is what the Russians are running around with right now. I mean, not that size, but yeah, it's kind of this size. Let's be yeah. honest. This is about as equivalent to what it needs to be. Yep. Most of the men inside of Chicago carry this thing. This is pretty yeah. Chicago gangster life. That's a pistol. This is called a pistol here in America. Anyway, I just was, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm in a good mood today. Yeah. These, these, these aren't even from the safe. But keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut <laughs> in on you. I'm just hanging out today. Hanging hey, out. I'm going to pass this off over you. We're going to go back. Oh, yeah, there. I go back and forth. I, I pulled up on dual face mode, man. Yeah, so, yeah, dual face is fine. All right, cool. So this is the Euromain uh, article that I was talking about as it comes down. Now, yesterday we had talked about where the Ukrainians were at outside of Verbov and what they were doing down there. In that video that I showed, uh, there's a lot of people commenting saying, look, um, that video is probably a couple months old. This guy does a very good job in this article breaking down about that video and where it's at. 
So here he talks about it. He says, however, we try to find the section of the road. We can see that it is located basically at the intersection of the first and second lines of the Russian defense, which is mostly a heavily fortified area. So the Ukrainians obviously conducted a lot of assaults in the defense of the trench networks, but yada, yada, yada. He gets down and he goes, but the fighting in this area took place between the first and the third weeks of August. And once Ukrainians breached and cleared this whole area, Ukrainians rapidly advanced towards Verbov and Novoprafrika. So this footage is relatively old. It seems like Russian sources did not release this footage for one month to preserve it for information operation later on, expecting that very soon Ukrainians would enter both of the villages. Nonetheless, information was not well coordinated because some of the most prominent Russian sources reported two important and contradicting facts. First of all, despite continuous assaults for the betterment of tactical position, the artillery preparation still continued. Okay, so this guy continues to go on in this article and he starts explaining, yes, that video was old. However, that artillery that ended up taking place actually halted those Ukrainian assaults on Verbov. So regardless of the authenticity of the video, the assault on Verbov ended up failing overall. So the Russians concentrated a bunch of artillery. Now the Ukrainians did reach that trench line, which we have the geolocated area of that. Mm-hmm. They did reach yeah. that trench line outside of Rebov. But to be clear, the assault into the city itself failed. And when we talk about breaches and breaks in the trench lines and breaches and breaks into uh, Russian defensive lines, I think it's it's. I feel like break has popped up. Like these lines have been breached. These lines have been broken. I feel like that's getting used very widely as kind of like what we have been accused before in the past of doing on titling our videos. They're just doing it as a catch you to like get you in there and say, look, all this is happening. But when you break down the base information, they're still outside of the town. They're still outside of the town. They haven't actually been able to breach and get into there, but they have taken the trench line right outside of the village. So they are on the outskirts of the village as we speak. Okay. Well, They've been on the outskirts of the village for quite a long time because that's also a very vague term. Being on the outskirts of the village is – a rifle can shoot pretty far. So, I mean, being on the outskirts of something could be – I mean, if you want to be serious, you could be a 1,000 yards away and be on the outskirts of anything. Right. And well, that's, that's – I mean, that's a very vague term. But you know what's not vague, guys? You know what's not vague? I'm going to tell you guys right now. Are you guys ready for this? Policy genius. If you guys have a family like I do – you know how much your loved ones depend on you. In worst case scenarios, you guys wouldn't want them to be worrying about money. I, I tell you guys right now, I don't want to die. Well, we're all going to die at some point. But when I die, I want to make sure that my family is taken care of. And Policy Genius knows how valuable your time is as well. That's why their technology makes it easier to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks, and your lowest price will be popped right. It'll be popped right out. It's very simple, guys. I'm telling you guys, with Policy Genius, you guys can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year. That is for a million dollars worth of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. No one likes to get certain things shoved inside of them they don't want to get shoved inside of them. Now, Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you guys find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you guys can trust their guidance. Now, Policy Genius is for parents, caregivers, and anyone else who has people that depend on them. They simplify the process of getting life insurance so you guys can protect the people you love. No wonder why they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. I'm telling you guys, you need to check them out if you're your loved ones deserve financial safety net. You guys deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head over to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you guys could save. That's policygenius.com. 
They'll be linked in the very top description. Go check them out. It's very, very simple, guys. You guys want to get your free life insurance quote? Do it right now. See how much you guys can save. Now, now that we know that's all super serious, now okay. we're going to look at some mapping. But there's a bunch of dead Russians who wish they had policy genius okay. right now. Like their families <laughs> that are trying to figure it out should have got policy genius. Although I, I would hope they'd get insured. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're getting insured. Getting I looked into getting additional insurance when I was in the military, it like additional life like insurance. That. They wouldn't give it they to me. They don't give it to you. I they were they like, you are very you. high risk. Yes. And I was like, right. Well, that's why I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyways. Yeah, we pulled back up on dual. Yeah, we're good. No, I was just saying, sir, we we got we had SGLI, which was fantastic. No, guess, we had right? SGLI, and SGLI is great. I mean, there were stories from back in the day about people not getting paid out because they were out of uniform. Do you hear, ever hear about that stuff? Yep, I did. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. Like they weren't wearing the right plate carrier at the right time, or yep, or they didn't were have wearing their knee pads or iPro. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, just really dumb stuff. Anyways, <sighs> looking down, looking down, go back over. So this is what we're talking about outside of uh, Robotnya and Verbov. Okay, so. Here's Verbov down here. Here's Robotnya, so you guys can see. This is by ISW. They posted it today. And I think it's a very, very good breakdown of kind of what we're talking about. And they talk about the same thing that last year made an article that we just looked at. At least four Ukrainian companies with armored vehicles stormed the Russian positions thereafter, conducting massive artillery fire. So four companies. Four companies. I don't know if their companies are the same size as ours, but that should be around 800 men or so. Eh, 150 is like a max out infantry company. Oh, no, company. I, was looking at, I was thinking of 200 per. So, yeah, so, yeah. look at 600. But So, yeah, you're looking at max. 600 if they're we'll maxed say, out. They're we'll likely aren't. You could go down to 400 we'll still. Say, 400 yeah, that's nothing. soldiers. That's a lot of dudes, though. To try to take over one little area? Yeah, 400 concentrated in that tiny little area, and they were able to make it to the trench. And and they still, this is talking about, like, hey, they had that massive artillery fire. this should fire be treated as if it's like World War II, buddy. 400 right. is not going to move the needle. 400 did not. Well, 400, 400 allowed them to take the trench outside of Rebov, and that's what we're looking at right here. And I, we need, to, think, we need, they need to be thinking about this stuff like they're taking the beaches of Normandy. Remember, that's what that guy, that guy, well, he, I, he, he I, compared it to. So I if they're agree doing with that, you, but the thing is, is as, those? as this was going on, that's when they started to move on Nova Preferica down south of okay. uh, Rabonia. Okay. This, this so they, they they were doing both at the same time, like I had talked about yesterday, like, hey, this would be genius if they did this because they've got a lot of troops concentrated up there because that is the weak side, right? Like if they break through and they get to Verbov, that is the weak side. So it would make sense for Russia to go and concentrate their troops up there because if they break through and they take Verbov, then they're able to attack those trenches from the side. They're not taking them head on. So Russia probably flexed a lot of troops over there. And now they're saying that over in Nova Pravarika, that a lot of the Ukrainian troops have are now like on the very edge and outskirts and they're launching assaults on Nova Pravarika right now. Okay. So I feel like this was either a feint operation or a shaping operation in order to get those troops down and in there while they were doing that. So I don't know if it's a failed assault or if they flexed a lot of their troops over and outside of Robotnya in order to like stage that assault going down towards Nova Pravarika. I'm here for you. I, I like have it. no idea. That that would be That's my what assumption you've been saying. what they did. I mean, you, you called it yesterday what they need to do, and they were already in the middle of doing it. Remember, we're probably going to be, for all we know, this is fairly stale, and they're already moving on to something They could else. already be inside yeah, I, of Rebovo's no speak. They could be halfway through towns. They could have towns taken over by now. Or they could we be pushed back. We have no idea or they could have been It's always going to be stale once right. we're making these. But either way, I mean, in that just tiny little space, and this is one thing that I like to bring up, is in, in that tiny little space moving out towards Verbove, and that tiny little space moving out towards Verbov, you had 400-ish troops shoved in there, likely with some armor and stuff like that, backing them up, going in like brads, things like that, like infantry fighting vehicles, you know what I mean? So if they had those IFEs that they're pushing through there, that likely was some concentration of their artillery, but they also had troops in the open, and they managed to make it to that trench line. Man. How many of those troops actually got wounded or killed? Probably a fairly large A large fairly number. large number, I would I, say. You know, I always, always wondered, you know when we were doing... 
I say we were doing airborne operations, but whenever you do airborne operations in the military, they have a certain casualty percentage number, which I don't recall what it is. I heard it when I was in, and I don't remember what it is now. I'm sure you probably remember. Do you remember? I that? actually don't remember what it's supposed to be, but really? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like there's a certain. I wonder what their acceptable casualty rate is on an operation like that, because you know that has to be fixed in. I mean, I don't know if they set up operations like we do, because I know we when we set up something large like this, it would take days or and or weeks to plan so yeah. they're doing this so now they're like all right what's your acceptable casualty rate for you to Correct. continue on right. i wonder what theirs is when in are this you no kind longer combat effective yes what we have what yeah. what is it when you're like all right once you hit this number is it 50 percent? i mean that could be a real number for them if you think about it it oh, really yeah. could be yeah <laughs> it, it really could be, could be. It could be 70 like but united, also depends i guess if you lose certain leadership roles and you're kind of screwed yeah and conventional in doctrine in the united states i think i said it before on this podcast that it's 70 percent expected casualty rate doing mount operations <laughs> Yeah. Going in there, so trench oh, yeah. warfare, trench like that. warfare is probably about the same, right? Now, yeah. Now people are asking, how come they just don't like airborne, like drop some paratroopers over behind the lines? Why don't they launch like an air assault over behind the enemy lines? Things like that. Um, <laughs> I, number one, I want you to think about the amount of Russian birds that got shot out of the sky when they were trying to do airborne operations. They were losing airplanes full of paratroopers out towards Kiev when this hey. thing like kicked off. You remember that? No, I know, I know, I know you're talking about it. Right. Now got me thinking about it. I wonder if they could actually get away with it at any pocket of this place. But even if they were to do it, you know what the other problem would be that people don't think about? Resupply. Resupply. Right. Would be That's next the big to problem. Is you're, I mean, if, if you had a group of dudes that essentially wanted to like go in a Live? Black Hawk Down situation yeah, sure. and are just cool with like raising hell, that that would be a mission for that. Ooh, I don't know. I got me really thinking about it. I wonder. I wonder if there's any. There's probably no portion of the country because they couldn't. Even, they didn't have the. They don't have the freedom to to do speedballs or anything like that. They just don't have that capability. No, over there. So what, what do you got pulled up here? No, they really don't. So this is uh, another one that comes out. This is the assessed terrain currently outside of Verbov and uh, where they're at. Dated is of September 27th, so yesterday morning. So this shows where like the current frontline trace was yesterday um, up on the front line. Yeah. And as you can see, that's kind of where they're at. But again, that massive assault got launched yesterday. So this is probably about reasonably where that assault actually got them to. Reasonably. I think it's a fair assessment. I don't think I don't think they're wrong. I think it's a pretty fair assessment for where they reached. So just to get people caught up to speed on where that looks like outside of the village. Okay, that's it. That's as of that's yesterday. as of yesterday. 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 Yeah. So if yeah. you think about it, that major assault that we just talked about that took place on the night in the morning of the twenty seventh, right? Yeah. On Ukrainian time. So by the time they posted this here in the United States, right on the September twenty seventh at noon ish, right by the time they did that, that battle had already concluded. So that makes it accurate for the train that they gave. Okay. If that does that make sense? No, it makes complete I, sense. I, I'm I understanding think. what's going. On. Yeah, I know about yeah. as much as you possibly can there. Yeah. All right. So that I mean that is ultimately what ended up happening on the front. That's it. That's what we have for the front. That's what's going on Not on the lot. frontal frontal and lobe of Ukraine. Hopefully, more information comes out about it. We we know kind of more about this battle and how it's going to continue to unfold over the next couple of days. But I'm expecting that they're currently. Uh, kind of regrouping, reorganizing, and getting ready to go into town now that they're on the outskirts of it. And that's if they manage to stay in that trench line. That's if. I think they, I, I, I think if, I don't want to say they're not going to enter an area where they don't think they continue to push forward, but it also could be an area that they literally could only take. Or now they might be cut off. Yeah, so I, I have no idea. We won't, we won't know. Yeah. I hope know. that's not the case. I hope they're not cut out. I kind of want to go back to this airborne operation, though. Just okay. just real quick. Can we just dabble on this? Sure. What if? Just Because it kind of sounds feasible to a certain extent. Okay. If they can have, I mean, think about it. Think about Operation Overlord. Oh, dear God. 
<laughs> they don't have that money. I right know. Now, right? Yeah, I mean, realistically, uh, if this was to take place, you're talking about maybe one or two aircraft. To the best of my knowledge, they don't have any stealth cargo aircraft over there that they'd be able to like know. scoot these guys in on and get them to jump out. Russia's air defense air defense is probably pretty freaking strong in that area. Uh, they're shooting down drones all the time, even when Ukraine is launching operations. Hey, I mean, Ukraine actually stated this morning they shot down 30 drones themselves. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah, you, actually, Ukraine's today, dropping stuff all the time. Uh, that one on Sevastopol, if I remember right, it was like they they sent ten drones over towards Sevastopol. Seven of them got shot out of the sky, yeah. and so they're likely not to risk ten cargo aircraft to get these paratroopers out. Even if they were to do like some stall aircraft, short takeoff and landing aircraft, if they were even to launch these mini airplanes, that's their expected. I would assume that's what they're looking at. Like, I, hey, I, look, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, like you can the, fit like maybe thought. ten dudes in the back of one of those like of the smaller planes, which would be more feasible for them to get a hold of. And you could static line out of those. And so you could static guys down in that area. But at the same time, you're going to lose 70 guys and have 30 on the ground. That's the problem. And out of those 30 guys, they're going to probably have 100 pound, hundred plus pound packs that they're going to jump with and get on the ground. Then they're slow moving at that. Even at that rate, they could take some of their stuff and cash it off. But the moment they move, Russians are going to be moving on the area. If they find their cash, now they're out of equipment. They literally have what they're carrying. So they'd have to pack all their stuff around with them. And that sucks. If you've ever tried to move under a 100-pound ruck, that sucks. It is not a good position to be in. So everybody who is asking, if you can do airborne operations right now inside of Ukraine, whether or not there is your answer by Matthew Tardio. I will say I kind of wish that would be a thing. It would be the coolest thing. Imagine they can fly over, say... In between Takmak and, and Hirson region, that, that, that whole area down there, and they just dump men off, and they have to push, or the Russians have to force men down to this area, and they're able to push down with actually armor like they did in, in D-Day. I can just imagine that whole scenario where they all just link up in Takmak, kind of like they did in St. Mary Glass and everywhere else. If they had enough aircraft. I know. If they had enough. That's something that I think NATO yeah. would have to get behind. Like, you'd have to have enough NATO aircraft. NATO would have to have accepted casualties because they are going to take them, even if they were just piloting the aircraft. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're staging them in another NATO country to load that up. Russian intel is likely to pick up on that, of what is going on. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds really cool, though. Yeah. If A modern-day Operation Overlord would be the coolest thing to ever. I would ever be able to witness in my entire life. It would be. It would be because we would have video footage of it. Yeah, we would have video footage next day of it. I would love just to see. Imagine yeah. just seeing a thousand cargo. Uh, like I wouldn't be see. Well, it could be C one thirties, I guess. C one thirties just dumping dudes off. Yeah, by the boatloads. Yeah, it could. I mean, it could realistically happen, but your casualty rates can yeah, be really, really high. And I think the Ukrainian troops that they have, they don't have, like something like Operation, like an do. Overlord situation. But you know how cool that'd be, though. No, it'd be rad. But you got to think how many troops does Ukraine actually what have? What if they to faked commit? it? What if they faked it like they did back in the day too? Have you not seen the dummy paracorded dudes? Yeah, you're talking. You know, you're talking about like the faint operations and stuff like yeah, that. But they, again, if, that's still aircraft that you're risking getting know. shot out of the sky. What if they just? Yeah, God bless. I just I hate they hate the whole. And there's only so many troops that Ukraine has to commit to a fight. They're probably better off being thrown into the meat meat grinder right now than they are being dumped back in enemy terrain. Damn. I got really excited there for a second just thinking about it, but you just killed my hopes and dreams of that ever happening because you're right. I'd be the guy in, in, the, in the meeting when they're like, all right, does anybody have any, op any ideas? I'd be like, all right, Operation Overlord. And everybody's like, oh, God, here he goes again. Operation Overlord. <laughs> here we go. make this happen. We're going to make this I happen. Tried, I tried pitching an airborne operation in Afghanistan, and it got shot down. Yeah? Yeah, it was actually really practical right. for the, like, the environment that it was at. Uh, but there is... 
You also have to understand well, not only a big is there, mountain range that you had to get through or something. Dude, I don't think we can talk about it. Oh, okay. I, I feel like really bad because there's some stuff that I've talked about where I'm like, man, am I getting in trouble for that? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Send it. Ah. But the what the other casualty rate is that you got to consider is with those hundred pound packs for those guys jumping out, that amount of weight, you know, they're falling very, very rapidly. Like when they hit the ground, you hit the ground like a ton of bricks when you yeah. do that. And people get a lot of injuries because of that. So not only do you have dudes that are going to be shot out of the sky as they're flying over, but when they hit ground, you're going to have guys that are immediately wounded from broken ankles, broken knees, broken legs, things like that from hitting the ground. People getting stabbed by random tree trunks and roots. It's not like your regular, like well-groomed, you know, DZ, you know, people are going to get messed up when they hit the ground. And so they're going to have to immediately start dealing with those casualties and that's going to slow them down in the expansion. Okay. Well, we'll never bring this up ever again because I got really excited that you just absolutely crushed my hope and dreams. Yeah, and I, don't, I feel like I'm 20 again with you. Yeah, just and I, ruining. I don't think Ukraine's going to have any pathfinders right now to kick out of aircraft yeah, to get on the ground and like stake out and like prepare DZs. And I don't even think they have pathfinders. Do you think they have pathfinders? They don't uh, have pathfinders. Not in our sense. Of they don't. It, no. They don't have pathfinders. There's no way. Yeah. Ukraine is, but they have no need for pathfinders. Yeah. Who, but if there's, I mean, realistically, okay. So here's something realistically that they could do though. They can infill a. Uh, I really don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole, but realistically what they could do is they could infill a Ukrainian soft unit to go link up with those partisan forces. And then those, that Ukrainian soft unit along with the partisans could actually prepare a DZ and have it set up and rigged um, for when the paratroopers actually come in for the main force. And that would alleviate a lot of those problems. But the main problem would be getting shot out of the sky. So, right. That's your, that's your big concern. Like is the juice worth the squeeze? And I don't think the juice would be worth the squeeze. Okay, and I don't think Ukraine's going to be dropping, you know, heavy equipment and stuff like that. Like, like we have the capability of doing yeah, that I type know. of stuff. They Yo, let's dump a Humvee out the back. Let's dump a triple seven out the back. Like that's like nothing. We could dump a tank out the back if you wanted to. Sure, sure. Now with that, <laughs> now now to be fair, when I talked about, look, they got to have a hundred pounds of gear. The other way that they could do it is they could divide their gear up and build pallets, and they could have their dump gear the palletized. And they could jump out, but then they have their pallets on the ground. But the risks that you have... Oh, there's more than just risks there. We, I've seen more pallets get burned in on... Are you kidding me? How many pallets have I seen? I've seen tons of pallets myself. Yeah, no, I get it. it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's... <laughs> equipment losses. That's the issue the that you have yeah. as well, is then you have, like, other equipment losses. So, yeah. me as a commander, I would look at that and be like, hey, look, you guys are going to be carrying X, Y, and Z, and your kits are likely to be north of 100 pounds. I'd probably, I'd probably go with the palletization, though. I'd risk it for the biscuit. I just throw everything. Just out. stay light and fast. I would. I mean, yeah. it's an option. I'd, I'd probably do it because even even if it burned in, fine. Some stuff's gonna get ruined, but probably a lesser chance of me breaking my leg on impact. It is an option, man. Okay, we're done with this. I'm sorry, guys. We went long winded on it. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Now we're gonna go back to, which I think is gonna be my main man, my main man, slowing off the king, and I'm gonna be doing some more reading for you guys for the next few minutes. So I hope you guys are prepped. All right, so on this one, man, on this one, we're going to listen to him rant and rave in the beginning for a minute just because it's hilarious. I might skip over him talking about, like, defending this this dude's son that, like, yeah, here, you know what? Maybe, maybe we'll just let it play. You ready? I mean, yeah, my reading, I got this. All right, here we go. Got my vocal cords ready. Oh, he's so mad looking. Look at him. Here he goes. He's breathing hard. Good morning, dear friends. I have a crappy chair. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pardon me, dude. What is going on here? Can I have a chair that has something to do with me that will remain in the same position? 
Or is it too much to ask? <laughs> Can we do away with the lack of days, lack of days, carelessness? Who is responsible for this studio? Do we even have the people who get the studio ready for the broadcast? Are they checking anything? Every time they like this. How am I to understand all this? It's not about a bad character. It's about the technology. When you can't work under normal conditions, what is wrong with this chair? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Uh, you, <laughs> you produce things of questionable quality. If you don't have the ammo, your results also will vary. When you can't stand on the bench, your results will vary. Quality starts with the small things, with details. It's always interesting to show what is happening. And what is lacking? Observe his curious internal issues. Is he really just throwing shots at his wait, own people yeah, in modern is. times? I think I will host a broadcast standing up. Look at this. <laughs> I got to pause it. Look at this Dr. Evil outfit. What is he wearing? <laughs> like, like, he's got, like, he's got, like, the, the typical Russian OD green outfit going on. You know what I mean? Top to bottom head, you know. But he kind of reminds me of Dr. Evil right This now. guy, it's impossible. But yeah, hold on. He keeps going. This, this chair is, is so just... nice, too. I bet the chair yeah, is really expensive. Chair, man. Really nice looking chair. It's impossible to work any other way. Young men, come and do your job at least now. What does he do with this chair? He just kicks it. I was like, fix this chair. <laughs> Get it out of here. What is wrong with that chair? What is... At least now the rest of them will have to do something. It's probably harder to hear, but you can't see me better. If we can't prep the studio, then I will host standing up. Let's set everything up differently. My God, is he doing this right now, really? Yeah, he's doing it on the air, bro. My God. Switch the chair. Switch the chair. Same chair. We'll have something to discuss on air. All... Subject does is watch our broadcast all day and all night and writes about them. Sometimes she talks to Kedrov and the post all the same. Is this is this the portion you want to go through? <laughs> oh, I'm scared. I'm running away from Russia. Uh, now he just starts ranting, right? So he goes on this rant. So I'm going to pause it. I'm going to scrub forward a minute for you because that's that's all fine and dandy. But what he's about to do is he's about to bring on a military expert. So he, he, he sits there and he defends and he's like, look, laws apply to everybody, you know, because he's talking about some Quran burning and some guy yeah. got in a fight and whatever. But he goes on to like defend this dude for like punching somebody. He's like, yeah, you should get punished. It's great. Whatever. I'm going to save you like a couple of minutes of him just raging about that because truthfully, I don't really, I don't really care. For so he brings on this military expert and this military expert that he brings on, there he is. This military expert he brings on, he ends up cutting off quicker than anybody I've ever seen in my life. This whole show is entire, like the, in its entirety is just gold. But yeah, here we go. You ready? All right, here we go. All right. We're bringing, we're going to be joined by a military expert director of the Center of, or excuse me, Center for Study of Military and Political Conflict. Greetings. What do you think? Where is everything going? We understand the main thing that you, Ukro Nazis are doing. They're trying to ruin Putin's mood on his birthday. Purposely, in the run-up to this day, they will try to deliver all sorts of missiles to strike the Crimean Bridge. They are obsessed with the Crimean Bridge. Now here goes this person. The latest statements by our military political leadership. The negotiations are unacceptable to us, at least on the terms of being imposed on us. 
We are not going to leave this open wound. This gives me the optimism that we will start advancing. What really worries me, this is slowing off again, what really worries me, I mean what makes me glad, is how fast we are adjusting to the new conditions of waging war, which came as a surprise for the West. They thought we are stupid orcs, incapable of anything. Either way, we have to win. Now it's going back to his other guy. Oh, no, it's not. There can be no negotiations under, under the capitalism of the Ukrainian Nazis and their Anglo-Saxon sponsors. Many thanks. <laughs> what was that about? Good question. What was that? Here's what? this military expert. What, why are they obsessed with this bridge? And he's like, I mean, we're just not happy with the negotiations and the way they're going. Hopefully we move forward. He's and then he off. just cuts them off. He's like, get out of here. Just literally cut the guy off. They're not, they're oh, not happy. Yeah. That was it? That was it. That, that was his expert. His experts like we're unhappy. And he's like, all right, later. that was okay. And then he rages I, I, a little bit. And he's like, later. <laughs> what, what, a, what a tough life. I want to know what his awards are on his desk. By the way, I've always wondered what that award is. It's like a dude holding his nipple. That bronze statue, right yeah. There. Like he's like a he's like a naked dude on his knees holding his nipple and with was his he hand a to strong his man head. back in the day or something. No, I, it's got to be like an award for a for I don't know. He's got a mic next to it too. We should do a background check on this guy at one point in time. I, I've watched videos from him back in like the early 2000s and mid 2000s. He looks kind of the same, but he's he was doing the same thing back then. Death to America, death to America. But now now look at it. It's, you know what's really ironic? I want everybody to know this. The thing that he is using is this right here. You see this? Same mic. No, it's just so this is this is this is made in America right here. This is these are really expensive. Yeah. These Ultimas, they're Ultimas OC White Coast. These are these are like these are literally made here in America. Okay, so this right here. Yep. And this is what he's using. Yep. He's using an iPad. Yep. He's using a Sure mic, which I don't think Sure is American. It might, I think it might be Italian or American. I can't remember. Sure mic, American made in an Apple product. And he has got two Apple iPhones. And he says, Death to America. And that's he's like, sitting there uh, raging about America. Well, he's always, using all American all products. American products. Yeah. On a, on a base. Like, uh, uh, I love this guy. He's my ready? favorite. Yeah, keep it like, going. There's, keep there's going. nothing of absolute value. It's just all comedic oh, no. gold, in this my guy, opinion. This guy's got no value to anything in life. Of course, we live in unique times uh, when we all that was hidden was being revealed. We don't always like what is being revealed. No, nah, man. It's, but it's a real nonelessness. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. Thank you. <laughs> it's time we move on from political pragmatism. Pragmatism. What the fuck? I don't even know what that means. The main question is, how can we achieve it? You asked me to read these, and I don't even know what that means. We should word stop means. tiptoeing around. <laughs> Seriously, pause it. What does that word even mean? I sincerely have no idea what prog- prog- I can't even say just, it. Just Google. Just go to Google. Right? I, I, this I'm this is this is why you guys need to finish school. I have no idea what that word means. I don't know if I've ever used that word in a se- in a segment in, in, a, in a, excuse me in a, uh, in a in a sentence. Okay, well, you could use a different word than that. It's an issue. It's a problem. Really? That's why. This is what I don't understand about people using bigger words for us normal people. Fucking fuck. It's a normal, normal. Fucking. <laughs> it makes me mad. It makes me a little bit mad. I ain't gonna lie. It literally is just thinking of or dealing with a problem in a practical way. That's it. But it was a very so that that's 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 the definition. But it was a very difficult word for me to say. But it's it's supposed to be or supposed to be 
dealing with a problem in a practical way mm-hmm. rather than by using theory or abstract principles. Yeah. I feel like our vocabulary is expanding and I, I feel really good about that. No, I, I, cause I'm the one that looks like an idiot and we're finding out new words for the Russians. Like the second time this has happened, I'm like, what does that word even mean? I don't even know what that word. I didn't even said that word. All right, you ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so here's everybody here's the American guy that's about to come on. Oh, there's an American guy coming on. Yeah, he's oh. got a, He's bringing on another American. That's my favorite. I Not love, uh, love who was it? What was that last American he had on? Um, oh, it was a uh, frogs gay guy. Yeah. Gay frogs guy. Yeah. Oh come on! Director of Earth Institute at Columbia University. Oh my God, this guy. Oh, my God. Very good. It's afternoon. He's actually in Beijing. Okay, makes sense. And Americans in China talking to a guy in Russia. Well, that's cool. Well, I have to admit that we live in interesting times. It's not enough to say Russian aggression. You also have to add unprovoked and brutal. But it has nothing to do with the reality. I would assume this That's guy... unprovoked is absolutely nothing to do with reality. He is correct. As you noted in your article, what's strange is the reaction of the American political leaders and journalists. It's completely detached from reality. They said that Putin was planning to destroy Ukraine. In reality, this never happened inside of Russia. They anticipated taking Kiev and Ukraine in 36 hours. This was never mentioned by Putin or any Russian military official. Every time American political leaders say something, they're probably lying, I would assume is what he's saying. It has nothing to do with reality. They're fighting images inside of their own heads. Damn, why has it got to be in Russian? President Putin denies Ukraine a right to exist. And I send this essay and say, this is for the American that's speaking, by the way. Well, you don't need to read it rather than repeating what you said. President Putin says, why do people talk so much slower than I do? What Ukrainians do will end up helping the Ukrainians. It's opposite of what people think. But these things aren't discussed. They aren't analyzed. Our newspapers have simply died on us. The ones that I have read, I see this is too hard. To, it's too hard. To, it's actually Ukrainian catastrophe, catastrophe is just look, it's, it's it's tougher to read when someone's trying to translate oh, English back into way? Russian, back into English. Look, it's way slower. Yeah, it's a big pain in the butt. Bottom line, this dude just jumped on and he's like, no, it shouldn't be Russian aggression, like all this crap. It's totally unprovoked. And in the last video we just saw, he is literally talking about riding on the West, riding on Berlin, riding on America, posting flags everywhere, doing all that crap. Don't stop at Kiev. Go to Berlin. Go to Washington, D.C. Get our stuff all out there. And so the guy's like, that's that's absolutely absurd. I have no idea where they're getting this information while it's coming directly from your mouth, you knucklehead. As he's wearing the... Dr. Evil. It almost looks like a Kim Jong-un outfit is what it looks like. Maybe it was gifted to him from Kim. I wonder if it's getting cold there in Russia. What is it's starting what is, to get a little? Eh, maybe getting a little. Chilly. What is the weather in Moscow? Let's see what it is. I'm actually curious. It's that's not cold. Well, it's actually cold at night. I guess 66 is right now. It's 46 at night. This is my favorite part. You ready for this? Am I going to try and attempt to read this one too? No, no, no. Just let this. The the time of peace is over. Unfortunately, okay. So we're just going to move on from this. This is my favorite part of this whole thing. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. 
It was my privilege and pleasure to talk to you. And now, the weather. <laughs> oh, God. I was just talking. That's what's crazy about this stuff. This is. Hold on. Oh, wait for what? it. Wait for it. Good morning to you, too. We say it this way for the convenience of our American and British audiences. Hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> or we can help our Indian friends. Guten Tag. I remember the first year of military school when I was sent to the study of the German language. I asked our course director, Major whatever, <laughs> the war had already ended. Why do we need to know German? He said, Sonny, study it. It will come in handy. Now we see that it really will come in handy. Considering the hostile posture of the German government. This is so crazy. They're supposed to be talking about the weather. Yeah, it's the weather. This is the weather. Towards Mother Russia. Well, the heck with them. As far as our atmospheric conditions, on the street, it's kind of nice. Not a cloud in the sky. Oh my blue God. skies, bright sunshine. Thanks That's for the awesome. weather. That's his weather That's report. That. Like, who is watching thanks, this thanks, crap? Thanks for the weather. What, yeah. Now we're on now, the Now you go to this uh, Russian recruiting video. It's waiting for you. Wow. Right. Every year counts as a year and a half. Wow. High allowance. Up to 230,000 rubles. I'm going to watch this. What are you doing? Don't stop this. This is the best part of the video thus far. That's cool. That last uh, part, I can talk about that. A real manly profession. No one but us. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the broadcast. What is the conversion rate of rubles to U.S. dollars right now? I want to say it's like 130. Jeez, I, 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 I want to say it's between 120 to 130 rubles right now to the U.S. dollar. I'm about to, I'm about to tell you. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, a ruble is worth... 10, uh, 10, 10 cent or a penny. So a hundred. It's literally worth a penny. I'm looking at it right now. So, so it's a hundred rubles to a dollar. Yeah. 230,000 divided by a hundred. Wow. You ready for this? 230. I feel like we should be able to do that in our head. No, I already did it. It's two twenty-three $2,300. So $2,300 a month starting pay. I feel like that's pretty good in Russia. Up to. That's right. Up, up to two hundred. So we're talking three hundred a month. We're talking about up to right. Up, remember, up to is very vague. It's right. probably a lot less. We'll just let's put one hundred and twenty thousand rubles. That sounds a little bit more like it. How about about twelve hundred thirty four dollars? Twelve hundred bucks a month is what yeah. them dudes are getting paid to get thrown in the meat grinder. Yeah. So that's just uh, yeah. That's very interesting. Uh, that's that's our uh, that's up, our show, my friend. Up to two hundred thirty thousand rubles, you could go die for your family. Yeah, and, and they Russia. won't get paid out on life insurance because we're gonna hide out. their bodies. And we're going better get after it. Yeah, get yeah. after it, son. Join a wives group because it's the only way you're gonna get a hold of your freaking family. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this video over here. In my inability to read certain words, I have never used. It's kind of crazy. There was like, there's been a couple of words in the last couple of weeks I have literally read from this show. These guys must be pretty intelligent, I guess, or just no vocabulary. I have I've never heard that word. Ever well, used. it might not be that he's intelligent. It might just be commonly used language in Russia that we don't use very often pra here in America. I can't even remember what the word was Pragmatism. Right now. 
pragmatism pragmatism yeah i've heard it that's what i'm saying I've a few times in my life i haven't so pragmatism it is pragmatism pragmatism i literally don't think i've ever heard somebody use that in a sense in my entire life pragmatic i've heard that but not pragmatism but i guess I, you put two two together it's probably about the same thing yeah very pragmatic yeah pragmatism. all right anyway all right, thanks for hanging out with you guys we'll see you guys well <laughs>